1: Steve Jones PSU. There we go. So mixing the mic there. Um, also on Facebook, again, at Steve Jones Show, you can find the latest podcasts. Um, also anything sports breaking news, Penn State news, things like that. Uh, make sure you follow us there. So at Steve Jones PSU, call us 1-800-795-9565. The show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Again, we'll have Steve Jones coming up in just a little bit with Sean Carey. And... One of the big things coming up from the sports world this weekend: the Celtics and the Sixers make a big trade to shake up Thursday's NBA draft, and that's Thursday night. And the Sixers make the move with the Boston Celtics to move up from number three to number one. And this will be the second year in a row that the Sixers have the number one overall pick, which will most likely be choosing Washington guard Markel Fultz. And the Sixers will most likely be giving up either the Los Angeles Lakers' first-round selection if that falls between two and five in next year's draft, or it'll be a first-rounder in 2019, which belongs to the Sacramento Kings, in which the Sixers acquired in a previous trade. So that that trade has officially gone through today. So you will see the Sixers atop of the NBA draft at uh, number one overall. So, and it's a big spot for the Sixers because I think Markell Fultz is a good fit for them. They they need. Desperately need shooting after what we saw last year to try and work around guys like Joel B. Dario Saric down low. Then you have Ben Simmons coming in finally after he sat out his rookie season this past year with a foot injury. So a lot to like about the Sixers trade. I think if you're a Sixer fan, curious if you're a Celtics fan if uh, what what Boston's approach is here. But looks like they're trying to get as many assets as they can to try and maybe grab in some some big fish like a Paul George maybe um, or. Or any of those guys. So it's going to be very interesting on, on Thursday night for sure for the for the Sixers. And we'll be talking about that. Dennis, Dennis, Dennis Chambers for the, from Boston Insiders, or uh, BasketballInsiders.com, is going to join us as well, Steve.
2: Absolutely. Looking forward to that. Getting Dennis on to talk with him. About the big trade in the NBA, where the Celtics have given the Sixers the first overall pick in the draft, which in all likelihood they will use to select Hall Fultz. What is interesting about what the Sixers are doing, there's a couple areas. I've talked in the past, especially recently with the NBA finals going on, about the NBA working in multiples of three. If you have three stars together, get three stars together, you can then get something going. Sometimes now now he may have to go to a fourth based on what Durant has done, but over the years that's been the history. I don't care whether it's Chamberlain, Baylor, West. I don't care whether it's Russell, Havlicek, Kuzi, Bird, Michael, Parish, Magic, Kareem, Worthy, Pippen, Rodman, and who's the other guy that played with those? Okay, Jordan. <laughs> uh, you know those. I mean, in multiples of threes. Well, now the Sixers will have Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Marco Fultz together. Here's the interesting experiment. Only Embiid has played games in the NBA. Simmons never has. Fultz has not. Is this the multiple of three, but will it take years to get there? Remember, Steph Curry was drafted. First three years, Golden State did not make the playoffs. Thompson drafted. Draymond Green, and so they formed there through the draft, but it took them years to get there. But at least in Philadelphia, there's some semblance of excitement. We'll talk with Dennis Chambers about that. And we're looking forward to that. Very much. Get his feel for this. But, you know, the odd thing about Fultz is I don't know much about him for, for a couple of reasons. Number one, Washington's games were on very late at night. And in order to do this show at 3, I need sleep. No, i was kidding. But Washington's games were on very late at night. Number two, Washington wasn't good. They weren't good. There was nothing. That, you didn't sit there and go, hey, Washington's playing tonight. So I finally found a spot where I'm like, okay, Washington's going to play UCLA, so let's watch Fultz and Lonzo Ball at the same time. Fultz was hurt, couldn't play. So I really don't know much about him. I know what his stats are. They're really, really good. But I don't really know much about him. I mean, I didn't really get it. I think I watched like fragments of a couple of games, and that's it. And I have no feel for him. None. Alonzo Ball, yeah. We've seen a lot of him. Jackson from Kansas, who the Celtics probably will now take, yeah. But not this guy.
0: I think this is turning into a concern with NBA players. I mean... We're talking about a guy who's going to who could possibly be the overall number one seed. And like you said, you know, he's hasn't really been on the national stage. I mean, if you're you're talking more and more players are going to be taken in the top five and the top ten, what's that? What's that going to? What's that say why the league is going to be? You know, three no. to f- three to five years from now, you're not
2: going to have a lot of household names and. But three to five years from now, I- I'm predicting within within a year, maybe not the next draft of the draft after. The one and done is through. If Adam Silver is openly talking about this, because it's the, it's always, it's never been the league. It's always been the Players Association that has been anti one and done. The Players Association wants you to be able to come out of high school and play, they don't want you to go to college. Or they want to give you the choice out of high school to go to college or the pros. That's what the Players Association wants. The league actually wants two years and 20 years of age. Right now, the current rule is one year and 19 years of age. Adam Silver says it's not working for anybody. I agree with that. It's not working for everybody. It's not working for anybody. You get a guy one year, it's like gone. like Fabulous. Um, They want to go from high school straight in? Let them. And please do not tell me about consequences. I don't want to hear about it. Right? You want to make the decision? All right, make the decision. After that, whatever happens, to you, happens to you. If you're Kevin Garnett and LeBron James, great. If you're Jermaine O'Neal, okay. But that's your that's your decision. That's your issue. I'm not going to sit there and go, "Oh, those poor kids. Poor kids, what?" Like the 130 something guys that declared for the draft early. Well, there are only 60 draft spots. So we are guaranteed at minimum there are 72 players that will not be picked.
0: Well, you've watched a lot of basketball over the decades, and I'm just thinking have you ever stopped and kind of yearned for the time where, you know, you'd have a player like a. Tim you know, Duncan, Pat, Tim Duncan, Patrick Ewing, you know, to stay four years and to get all that experience before going pro.
2: Not when they're playing against Penn State. How long has this dude been here? You're free to go. This dude's killing us. (laughs) That's what Dick and I kind of pull him aside and say, you know what, we think you're ready. (laughs) Hey, you two know talent. (laughs) We know opportunity. (laughs) That too. Maybe more so than talent. (laughs) We can just get ready to this guy if it really help us out. <laughs> uh, um, do I yearn for the day? I wish the NBA rule was the same as the NFL rule. Three years. Right? I mean that's what the that's what the NFL rule is. Three years. Now you may be like let's take Sam Darnold at USC. Sam Darnold is going to be a sophomore coming up this year. Okay. but Sam Darnold redshirted his first year. A lot of people don't realize he redshirted. So he's eligible for the NFL draft next year if he wants, because it'll be his third year in school. Okay. So that's, uh, if I had a perfect world, I would say that. Now, if I were the the kingmaker of all decisions, we'd start, first of all, with money. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that we'd work our way to other things yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I you know, but if you're not going to have three years or even two the heck with it I've been saying this for the last what, year and a half of the show, the heck with it you want to go out of high school, go ahead maybe it'll be incredible Maybe it'll be a big mistake. But at some point, when it comes to these decisions, we have to back away from, oh, we got to protect these guys. Protect what? You want to make a decision to go pro? Go pro. It's not, I mean, again, it's not my, you know, you aren't my kid. <laughs> hey, you aren't my kid. So it's not up to us in the system to protect these players. Protect them from what? What, themselves? Hey, you want to go? Go. You think you can compete with the big guys? Go ahead. You might be in the next Kevin Garnett. You might be in the next LeBron James. People forget Kobe Bryant. Yeah, he came out of high school. Kobe Bryant, the first couple of years was... Eh... It wasn't until the third year where things started to kick in. But I'm I'm all in favor now of, hey, you want to come out of high school and play? Don't waste my time in college. Don't waste anybody's time and go to college. You know? I mean, yeah, we got to see Lonzo Ball get uh, lit up by De'Aaron Fox. Oh, that's fun. Okay, that's great. But that's it's just one year. If the entire Ball family, including Dab, want to go now, go. Go. The NBA, guys like Garnett and LeBron have done incredible things. But there's also a problem with the NBA. The NBA is... A very immature league, and because of that, I think they suffer in quality of play. They got so many young guys in there. Brandon Ingram. Anybody know Brandon Ingram plays for? Plays for the Lakers. He was last year's second overall pick in the draft. These, some of these players get a lot of money and disappear. They may be really good, but they disappear. It's not, not surprising that in this league, you look who's advanced. It is a veterans league. The immature teams that have loaded up on all these draft choices... Hey, Cleveland. And, Cleveland did not load up on draft choices to get here. They got Irving's the first overall pick. They traded for Love. LeBron is is returning. You know, has returned. Right, so that's a free agent signing, as far as I am concerned. He's four years removed. Everybody else: J.R. Smith, Schumpert, Thompson. I mean, there is not a kid in the group. The Celtics did play their first their first pick last year. It was the third pick in the draft, Jalen Brown from Cal. They did play him. Actually, in the playoffs, I thought played pretty well. But he's not the star. He's a part. That's the way things work with us. Matt, star. Sean, star. Steve, part. We'll come back (laughs) with more in a moment. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street, in Sunbury. On News Radio 1070 WKOK. you notice, the expansion draft of the NHL is coming up on Wednesday as well. Marc-Andre Fleury and uh, Chris Kunitz are both left unprotected. So is James Neal, by the way, of Nashville. Nashville said they wanted to protect an extra defenseman. It was interesting. So uh, that's coming up on Wednesday. Vegas gets to select one player from each team. And no more than one. And I was surprised too. One of the top players from uh, Ottawa was also. Uh, uh, yeah, Ryan. Yeah, Bobby Ryan. Bobby Ryan was a uh,
0: left unattached.
2: Yeah. Something tells me that uh, he better be looking at property in Henderson. <laughs> All right. Uh, check it out. Take the family to the Hoover Dam. All right. Um, so that's coming up on Wednesday. Then the NBA draft is this week. And there's no question that Fultz is going to be the pick. We'll have Matt Leon on in the next half hour from KYW in Philadelphia. Dennis Chambers from BasketballInsiders.com at 406. BenJonesStayCollege.com at 435. Uh, because we'll be talking to Ben about the uh, exhibition game in the NHL. It's taking place at Pagula Ice Arena. It will be the Buffalo Sabres, Terry Pagula's group. Playing at Pagoula Ice Arena mm. against the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion, Pittsburgh Penguins. Tuesday, September 19th at 7 o'clock. I believe this is going to be the first
0: preseason game of the... Yes, it will season. be. So, so it'll be interesting to see how long the starters play. doubt they'll play all that much. So remember trying a couple of years ago when the Pens had that game in Johnstown? They played at the old yeah. War Memorial? Yeah.
2: Yeah, remember how much Doc Emmerich waxed poetic? About oh my god, he loved absolutely. it. Yeah, he loved it, and we had Doc on in December. I think talking, and he was talking about how great it was. Well, that's the first time we really got a long look at Matt Murray. Matt Murray played all the way in goal that night for the Pens. Now it's interesting because Tampa Bay played everybody that night, or Tampa Bay played everybody. Stamkos played; they all played. All right, I was, I was like, wow. The, they didn't hold back as to who played. Meanwhile, Crosby didn't play. Malkin, I think, did Malkin play? I think he played a little bit.
0: I think he played a little bit, and he also had to uh, mimic the brothers. Had had mimic the, uh, the put brothers the glasses played. with the tape in between the frames.
2: Hanson's, yeah. <laughs> I actually saw them actually play a WHA game. All right? Uh, seriously. The Carlson brothers? They play for the Minnesota Fighting Saints. And that's what they did. They fought. <laughs> <laughs> but they actually played in the league. I'm watching a movie Slapshot. i my god, I can't believe this. The Carlson brothers are in Slapshot. It's a classic. <laughs> you know, it's the amazing thing about that movie. Think about this. Think about the movie Slap Shot. What's the single most amazing thing about that film? They got Paul Newman to star in it. <laughs> Paul Newman? And he was great at it.
0: And you don't have to wait. He's literally on within the first couple minutes when it starts.
2: I mean, he's great at it. Yeah. They didn't get some B-lister. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do a movie about minor league hockey in sound, And we got Paul Newman. You're joking, right? That's a joke? Really?
0: Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones.
2: Welcome, great to have you with us. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. The Purdy's have served this valley for decades. And there's a good reason for that, because they've been able to put the customer first. They've been able to find the right price the right insurance so that you're completely covered. Oh, and by the way, if something happens to you, they act as if it happened to them. That's Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. I'm in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, k it's 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. Time now for this day in sports history. In 1846, the New York Knickerbocker Club played the New York Club in the first baseball game at Le- uh, Elysian Field in Hoboken, New Jersey. It was the first organized baseball game. Yeah. Yeah. 1867 in New York, the Belmont Stakes was run for the first time. 1942, Paul Waner, then with the Boston Braves, became the third National League player to get 3,000 hits. In 1943, during the war, the NFL approved the merger of the Philadelphia Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers. They were referred to as the Steagles. Then in 1944, by the way, the... Uh, the uh, Steelers mer- were merged with the Chicago Cardinals. They were called Card Pit. 1972. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled that the antitrust exemption that Major League Baseball uses was constitutional. The court called upon the U.S. Congress to repeal the sport's special status. 1973. Career hit number 2000 for Pete Rose. 1973, Gordie Howe joins the Houston Arrows of the World Hockey Association so he could play with his sons Mark and Marty. Then eventually we all went to the Whalers together. 1986, this is the day that Lynn Bias died of a cocaine induced seizure. I broadcast Lynn Bias' first college game. At Maryland it was against Penn State. He had 10 points in the game. Penn State won the game by 18. It was down at the old Baltimore Civic Center in uh, November of 82. 1999, the Dallas Stars won their first and so far only. Stanley Cup, they beat the Buffalo Sabres in the third overtime. Brett Hall, the controversial goal. Was he in the crease or not? In Buffalo, they say absolutely. In fact, they'll tell you his entire body was in the crease. In Dallas, he'll say, no, maybe no more than a toe. They have the cup. It's theirs. All right, big doings between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics. The trade looks like this. The Sixers do get the first overall pick in the draft. The Celtics will now have the third overall pick in the draft. In order to make this happen, the Sixers are also sending their 2018 uh, first-round pick that they picked up from the Lakers. And if the Lakers' pick does not fall between 2 and 5 in the draft, the Sixers instead have to send a 2019 first-rounder to Boston that it acquired from the Sacramento Kings. Matt Leon KYW in Philadelphia joins us. We welcome the Prince of Peace himself. Welcome, Matt. Great to have you with us on the show.
3: Glad to be with you. <laughs> Probably an intro just
2: like that. All right, let's, <laughs> let's, let's let's get to it. Sixers make the big deal. They swap picks with the Celtics. Is it your in your mind that Markel Fultz is the lock?
3: Oh, absolutely. I don't. I think uh, everybody I've talked to that that does any kind of draft prep, and this is even before. We knew this was even before the lottery that uh, the people I talked to said it's Markel fault, draw a line, everyone else. And not only is he the best player in this draft pool, but he also fits what the Sixers need a guard that can score the basketball, play off of Ben Simmons. So the Sixers had been accumulating assets forever. Uh, they see the opportunity here to get a guy who they think fits in perfectly with their young core. Uh, and they were aggressive, went and got it, and, uh, you know, let's, training camp can't get here soon enough for Sixers fans.
2: All right, so the, I think this is an, an interesting experiment. Um, this is an interesting experiment in the NBA because it's, the NBA has always had great success with great players in multiples of three. But they've always been multiples of three veterans. How interested are you to watch, this, to see something with three young players like this at the same time?
3: I think what you see here is the opportunity, the best case scenario here, and it's not exaggerated, that you could have a team the quality of the Lakers Warriors for a decade. I'm not saying that's what it is, but that is the. When you think about this, the absolute top shelf, best case, everyone stays healthy, everything works out, is that's what you could have because you would have three, in theory, elite players from Jump Street right through. Uh, you know, and then even with, you know, Fultz Simmons and Embiid, you've got guys like Robert Covington, who is a perfect glue guy as far as a, you know, a a stretch guy who can shoot the basketball, play phenomenal defense. Uh, and they've still got tons of draft picks to go along uh, with that to, to fill in holes going forward. Dario Sharic they've got, who uh, you know was outstanding as a rookie last year. So uh, it's really interesting how they built this and the potential of what it could be here. But, uh, you know, they are also all young kids. And you talk about trying to do this with the three with young players. Uh, you've also got the chance that it doesn't click because they're young. They're, they're not able to, to handle the pressure, stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. I'm not overly concerned about that, but I think it, is a, it probably is a possibility. But it's fascinating, and it's going to be really something to watch this, uh, this come together this season.
2: Yeah, it is going to be fascinating. Now, we've seen the start of it someplace else, and that's Minnesota. Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, back-to-back first overall picks. Of course, they acquired Wiggins in the Kevin Love trade. And they have you know uh, Ricky Rubio, who's not a great shooter but a great distributor. Is there some concern, because Minnesota hasn't made the playoffs with them, is there co- some concern that that model, which is out in Minnesota, which is better – but they haven't made it yet.
3: I honestly haven't heard anyone bring that up. I think people are so focused. And one of the interesting things about this Sixers group is all the excitement and justifiable and fun and all that, but so much of it is based on hope. Because can you ever remember a situation like this, Steve, in all the years you've talked, covered basketball, where you have a team that has developed the core – but honestly, that core has played 30 games total because of injury and situations. It's Never. it's it's fascinating, you know, because basically you haven't seen Simmons yet. I don't. I know very few people that think Simmons won't be an outstanding player. Uh, but you know, we've seen Embiid for 31 games. Uh, obviously no one We haven't seen faults in the NBA So so much of this The Sixers have stockpiled so much talent That has played so little basketball Let alone so little basketball together So it's I think it's hard to, to draw any comparisons Or get concerned about anything I think this is such a, a Stand-alone opportunity uh, to, It's hard to compare it to anything else
2: It is hard to compare it to anything else uh, and, and the uh, Give me the importance now of the fact that they are three distinctly different players in style. How important is that that now you feel like you're you're bringing in a great part with great potential that is a different kind of part than the ones you already have?
3: Yeah, that's the thing. Is With the Sixers have been building this, you look at the their rosters haven't made sense from a, a position standpoint. You had too many bigs. You had one year they started the year without a true point guard. You, you've had all these problems where the roster, specifically the 35, just did not fit together. They were trying to ram square pegs into round holes. What you see now is at least on paper, style of play, what you've seen from guys You've got a group that really just kind of seems to complement each other right or you know, all around. You know, you've got Simmons, the facilitator. You got the bigot and beat, but the, not only can he power at the basket, he can shoot and he's a good passer. You've got Fultz who can work off the ball, who can shoot the basketball. You got Sharks who you don't have to run a lot of stuff for, who can create off the dribble. You've just got all these guys that really see, and I think that's another thing that's kind of ratcheting up the excitement is they really seem to have talented young pieces that complement each other uh now the hope is that that proves to be true on the court because we've also seen in all sports things that look great on paper and then you get it out there and it just doesn't work uh you hope it can they can stay healthy so you know, that's been obviously the, one of the big problems here in philadelphia that they haven't been able to keep the key pieces healthy uh because of the uh, big time injuries but uh, it's I really just want to see how this thing works. I'm also very happy, honest, honestly, for Brett Brown because I want to see what he can do with a legitimate deck, what he can do with a rotation, a deep rotation with eight, nine guys that he can run out there every night that are all legitimate NBA players, not to mention his top three or four who are top-shelf NBA talents.
2: I agree with that last point completely. I was thinking the same thing, that Brett Brown's finally going to get a chance to show really what kind of coaching chops he has.
3: Yeah, and I I appreciate the Sixers sticking with him. There are a lot of franchises where even when – the deck was stacked against him and he was given an you know, an expansion roster basically, a lot of teams would have found a reason to move on and get a higher profile name. So big year for Brett too. I mean now the first time there's gonna be legitimate expectations coming into a season. Uh, I think they'll meet him meet them. I think uh, he's obviously been waiting for this. Uh, and we've seen stretches where when they've had, you know, when obviously when they had him beat and even a few years ago at the very beginning of this when they had Michael Carter Williams who kind of caught the league by storm and they had him healthy for a bit uh alongside Nerlens Noel they they were Brown was able to do some things coaching wise so i'm really excited to see what he can do this season with all these guys and, and make them work
2: this is an interesting bill because Sam Hinkie, through analytics, built part of this. Then Brian Colangelo has stepped in, and he's built the other part of it. Give me an idea that the basketball feel that Brian Colangelo has that might be necessary in a situation like this beyond numbers.
3: Um, I think he has. I think one of the – and I am a guy who believed in what Sam Hinkie was doing. I think other teams found Hinkie harder to deal with uh, just maybe because he was trying to come at things from a different angle. I think Brian Colangelo is plugged into the league as far as uh, uh, how how it works and you know has done a lot of business in the league at, at his other stops in front offices. So I think maybe he has helped out uh, with that now that they think did a great job. And honestly, this trade today, this trade to get to the number one pick, is basically while Colangelo to his credit because of the protections he put on the second pick are outstanding in my opinion but this was all possible because of all stuff Sam Hinkie did years ago that people mocked made fun of But all these assets were developed under Hinkie's. Guide chip where when you see the opportunity you go and get it. So, uh, you know, Hinkie set the the foundation for this, and and Colangelo is uh, trying to make the moves here to to not put it over the top because they haven't even made the playoffs yet, let alone, but to, to put it in position where this thing could explode in a hurry here and be a lot of fun.
2: And then the Celtics are in a completely different area. They have, they had the best record in the East this year. They got it to the Eastern Conference Final. What do you think about them picking at three, and do you actually think they'll keep the third pick?
3: Um, I think it's possible they could move it. I think, uh, like he said, it's so. It's funny. For two teams in the same division that aren't that far apart, they, they couldn't be in more different situations. You know, the Celtics are trying to get over the mountain. You know, they, um, they feel they're, they're right there, but they're, they're guard-heavy. And Markel Fultz, while you can never have too many good players, uh, was not a position of need. Uh, I think uh, I don't know where they're going to go. I saw something just before I came on with you. Danny Ainge said that they would uh, take the same player. There's a chance they were going to take the same player three. They were going to take a one. I think that's just made up. Uh, trying, you know, that's a little post-trade spin. But uh, it'll be interesting to see whether they keep it. You keep hearing Jimmy Butler's name thrown around. Uh, yep. Should they try to use that as an asset to go get Jimmy Butler? Not crazy. Uh, so that's going to be another one of the dramas, I think, to unfold there. And, you know, all the things that – it's funny because now we've moved on here in Philadelphia, obviously, to, to just talk about Markelle Fultz. But I would think for the Celtics, all the things we heard with other teams are in play now with the Celtics. We've heard all kinds of things about Sacramento wanting to get up into the top three with five and ten. You know, could the Celtics be a team? The Celtics might be in a better position to take a deal like that to, to move down to get two top 10 picks and you know, give the, the Kings number three. So that'll be something to watch. I don't think a lot of people in Philadelphia are going to be concerned with that. But uh, from an NBA standpoint, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where they go.
2: Right, and what happens with the Celtics, Lakers, and Kings is going to determine exactly where the Celtics end up picking next year. So that's that's part of this deal, I guess. So Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. As always, my friend, thanks so much for breaking it down on a day where there's a lot of breaking news. I appreciate it, sir. Have a good one. At Leon KYW in Philadelphia. Dennis Chambers, next half hour, we'll talk with him about how this trade breaks down. And then Ben Jones, statecollege.com, on the Sabres and Pens at Pagoula in September as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance.